Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Spirit Diaries. My name is Birdie and I am a medium and that means I can communicate with something unknown, unseen, and receive verifiable information that I have no way of knowing. So that's how I'm going to define it today. If you're new to this podcast, welcome. I talk about all things spooky, including growing up with spirits, cases that I am working on as a medium slash paranormal investigator, as well as sharing some spooky stories throughout history, where this medium thing came from, when did it start, how other cultures have viewed spirits, and how this has been a theme throughout humanity's entire existence. Today, we are celebrating the fact that Robert and I are free. Free. We are free. But before I get into this whole story and nightmare and craziness, I just want to say a huge thank you to Chemically Feline, who is a Fae Level patron. Our patrons make creating this podcast possible. So thank you to all of you. Patrons get special behind the scenes look, little mediumship advice circles, some bloopers, and behind the scenes footage from our investigations. So there is some extra little cool perks here, but we do truly appreciate all of you because you are what keeps this podcast going and you are what is enabling us to be able to self-produce. And this is the key theme of this episode. So thank you, everybody who listens, everybody who subscribes and rates the podcast and watches and leaves thumbs ups and supports us on Patreon. All of you shops from our shop, all of you, all of you are what helps us stay indie and I can finally talk about this and I am so ready to dive into what has happened. So let's rewind to when season one is coming out. Season one dropped in August of 2022 and this was Robert and I's first time trying to investigate a notoriously haunted location together. This was our first time trying to use a blindfold and this was our first time trying to film something. So we had done a few practice sessions before, but this was really the first time that we 
just went straight into it. And it was at the historic Scott County Jail, which to date is one of the strangest locations I've ever been to. And honestly, some of the most active responses and giggles and disembodied voices and EVPs that we've ever gotten was right in that jail. And woo, I have body chills thinking about it. I'd love to go back. It was a very, very cool location. But right after that, we released our Old South Pittsburgh Hospital. And that's when everything changed. We got an email that I definitely thought was fake. And it was from someone who claimed they had done really cool things in the paranormal mainstream TV space and said they were interested in trying to get Robert and I our own show. Yeah, like a television show on a major network. Yeah. So I saw the email and I laughed and I told Robert, look at this, as like somebody's like pranking us. And then I researched who the person was and I researched things and it was all like legit. So I never wanted to be a paranormal television star. Like that's not something that was ever or still is on my mind. Uh, The whole point of filming Spirit Diaries was first and foremost because you all were interested in seeing some of the mediumship work and I know I had told stories at that point, but I had never really showed how the information comes in. And secondly, this is something that Robert and I had talked about doing and filming since we had been children. So when we were kids and I had told him I was a medium and I had given him some validating information and we were on the same page, we had talked about, whoa, wouldn't it be cool if one day we actually like, tested this and seen if it worked in a larger setting or seen if these locations were as scary as everybody made them out to be. And it was always that thing that we had in the back of our minds. So when we produced the podcast and so many of you had shown interest in us producing an indie web series, we were completely on board and invested our entire life savings into it. And we wanted to document the real side of mediumship and the paranormal. So not trying to do any jump scares or not anything that is just absurd for television that you'll see. We just wanted to film our experience, film how mediumship worked, film the reading, film any activity we got, try to debunk it. If it was unexplained, it was unexplained. Who knows? We left it to you. And we really enjoyed that process. But when we seen this offer to take it larger, I and Robert were both a little interested to hear them out of like what they even had in mind and to say like were they actually talking about Robert and I starring in our own show and what would that mean and of course the first thing on my mind as always and the first thing on Robert's mind as always was we did not want to be in a position to fake things and I can't speak for any other shows on television or any other indie shows but For us, if nothing happens, oh well, 
And if something happens, great. And that's how we've always approached it is that, you know, if there's nothing, that's fine. You know, it's all about the personal experience. But this offer, I, I just, we, we had to hear it out. So we talked to the producer and I'm not throwing shade at this person at all. Uh, they are a very nice person and I definitely was super intrigued by the offer. I can't talk about the details of what we were offered or the details of what this potential show would have looked like. Um, but it was something that Robert and I were like, hell yeah. So um, we felt like we vibed really well with the producer. Um, we had known their work and we were on board to go ahead and agree to move forward. In the act of moving forward, we were put under a holding agreement. Essentially what this means is in the paranormal industry and in the entertainment industry in general is basically you sign an agreement that you are exclusive to that person. When we agreed to sign that, that meant that we were no longer able to produce our own paranormal content for you all on YouTube for one whole year. And while this was a huge, almost deal breaker for us, I thought about how expensive it was for us to produce season one. And I knew that we wouldn't have recouped our investment within a year. And I knew we needed to save more if we wanted to do a season two. So we wouldn't have been able to release a season two sooner, even if we wanted to. So this is something that I was like, okay, I'm going to grant. And there's a reason why our first episode is releasing in September, because now we are free. And now our episode is available to you all. So if you haven't watched that new episode, go watch it now. During this agreement, we started to film a little bit for the potential series and had done a little bit of work. And I'm going to talk about some of the things that made Robert and I realize that we didn't want to be in this agreement anymore and that we didn't want to be in this industry if this is what it meant to do our own show. So again, Robert and I did not go into this wanting to be famous or wanting to be entertainers or anything like that. This is just to share personal experience and help push the normalization of mediumship, of psychicness, of intuition, and paranormal phenomena. So when you are working with a show, you're called a character, which I know this is normal, but for me, I hated being called a character. And anytime I was on camera, even in an interview with um, anybody involved, I was told that I needed to put on my character makeup, which included the super dark look that I wore in season one. And I will be completely honest with you, why I wore super dark makeup was because we filmed six days in a row and we were on a road trip during that. 
And makeup is really hard to get off even with makeup remover. And the best way I could cover my dark circles of how tired I was and to not have to worry about how messy my makeup got over days and days and days of wearing makeup was to go with super dark eyes, which is typically why I wear super dark makeup when I film because if I wear makeup like this and over days and days, it would just get nastier and nastier um, every day and harder and harder to make clean. So I just went with nice dark eyes. And of course, I love dark makeup. It's my favorite and I do it every day if I have the time. So what I didn't like was being told that I had to look a certain way because I knew they liked that I looked scary and I didn't want to look scary. That's just a look I liked. I like dark makeup. Um, I wear dark makeup all the time. I've always worn my makeup on the darker side. And yeah, it hurt my feelings a lot uh, because I, I didn't, I just didn't like it. Um, I didn't like being called a character and I didn't be, I didn't like being treated like a cartoon character, which I felt like I was being treated like. During this process, Robert and I also, like I said, were filming different aspects that would have been integrated into the show. And one of the things that happened was Robert and I were split up to do interviews and we were asked similar questions. But what was, I can't say this is what was happening, but in my opinion, how I feel like things started happening um, was I felt like, and this is just my feelings, this is just my opinion, but I felt like the questions that were being asked of both of us were trying to paint Robert as my handler and trying to make it seem as if he was the one who grounded me and was in control of my abilities and sort of was the person who just yeah handled me like it felt really gross <laughs> to say the least um my abilities and my psychic experience has always been solely my own and Robert has also been interested in the paranormal and his paranormal experience has been solely his own even though we're married and even though we've had paranormal experiences together I I had already developed my abilities and had my own thing when I had started dating him when we were 16. So like I truly wholeheartedly like am not handled by anyone and Robert doesn't control my ability or anything about me. Like I am my own person and I, I just felt very anti-feminist and I felt like I was going to be painted if this path continued as an unhinged woman medium who had no idea how to control herself but needed her husband to guide her and this is how I felt like it started to go and I'm not saying that was the idea I'm not saying that this was what was happening but this is how I felt like I was starting to be portrayed and I felt like my accomplishments as a medium and my abilities were being almost taken back to make me look a little more naive and a little more 
new to the field, which I'm constantly learning and I am no way, shape or form and an expert about anything. I, I just, I don't know how you could be considering there's so much that we just truly don't know. So I don't think I'm the best medium in the world, but I do have a handle on what I know and I do have a handle on how I receive information and that is all always been there and it's been very clear and very easy for me to access for years and years and years now. So I I was not a new medium and I was not just coming into my own but I feel like this is how I was trying to be portrayed but the thing that really made me realize that I didn't want to go down this path and have our own show was I was asked about hauntings and sort of explaining my personal opinions on spirits and how they exist and why hauntings haunt and everything of that sort. And during these interview type sessions and these filming sessions, I was being, again, this is my opinion, these are my feelings, but I felt as if I was being coached um, into saying something that could be cut and clipped and twisted. And I was very aware of this going into it. And Robert and I had a pact with each other that we would be as clear and direct whenever we communicated as possible to where our words could not be cut and twisted and manipulated. And if they were, it would be incredibly apparent of what was happening. And again, this was my biggest fear. I didn't want to be made to seem like I was saying something that I wasn't. I absolutely didn't want to give in to the satanic panic narrative. And I was asked if indigenous peoples are the main reasons for hauntings in America. Yeah. And I went on a rant (laughs) and was like, "Uh, excuse me, (laughs) like this was not Americans land. Like this was taken by force. If anything here, earth spirit or otherwise is pissed off, that's their prerogative. We are not going to paint that to be a negative. We need to share the accurate history of a place before we point fingers at things we don't understand. And that was not taken well, in my opinion. And I was also asked about if a lot of the negativity and things that go wrong in the world are caused by the dark arts. Y'all, I don't know if you've noticed, but most people would call me a witch, which would fall under the dark arts. So (laughs) I was very confused because um, I was aware that these people very well knew who Robert and I were. I knew they had listened to our entirety of our podcast, and I was very confused at this point because I am not shy about how a lot of the things I've experienced have been on the darker, more scary side. But I'm also incredibly vocal that evil is a subjective term and that even if something appears like it's negative doesn't absolutely mean that it's negative because that could be its innate nature. So I compare this all the time, you know, a spider is a spider inherently evil because it catches and eats bugs and sucks their blood. No, that's just what it needs to survive. So is an entity who 
goes after prey that happens to be human and prey on them and feed on them is that horrible for the human absolutely but does that make that entity evil not necessarily and i'm really big into trying to look at everything from different perspectives within the paranormal and not automatically go ah demon and you know it could be a demon sometimes i I am definitely not one to say it can't ever be something and I, I just, I didn't like, and I didn't like the way I felt about how this was going. And, um, after that, I was completely off board and I've just been personally, my personal opinion, I've been just trying to write out our contract to stay indie. And this is why it's really important that I urge you to support your favorite indie creators, no matter where they are in the industry, whether it's paranormal or otherwise. But having the ability to be in control of your own narrative is so important. And I was really scared that if this did turn into something that I would be so upset with myself. And one of the main things that I, one of the main reasons I decided to share my story is because I never heard anybody talking about mediumship growing up. I never heard, I didn't even know what the term medium was. I didn't know that other people experienced paranormal phenomena. I truly thought I was alone in it until I seen classic paranormal television. And that was the first time I had seen people who claimed they were also communicating with spirits and people who were investigating anomalous activity. And that is something to me to where I felt like I should share my story too, because I wish I had somebody who was sharing the real side of it. And even then I felt like TV had cut so much of it. And if you watch our new episode, I before this first season began I genuinely was crying upset in bed it was overwhelming to be feeling the energy of these spirits to being prepared to going to all these locations and to have all of this happening for me it's very empathy based so I feel what the theoretical spirit is feeling so if they are upset I will get upset if they have anxiety I'll feel anxiety and that's one of the main ways I communicate what I feel is in a place is by how I can feel my feelings changing and nobody I feel like nobody shows that unhinged style of side to where it's just so overwhelming that you want to give up and I that's why that episode I feel like is really important and it's so embarrassing but at the same time it's really raw and I feel like it shows the arc of mediumship and the way I always wanted to portray it as that was happening before I had ever stepped foot in any of these locations we were supposed to go to that plane first Um, and if you haven't watched the episode please go watch the episode right now uh, so you know what I'm talking about but yeah this woman was a full-bodied apparition in the room and I just had this impending doom feeling about she wanted her children and it felt so sick to me because I felt like her children were probably alive um, because she looked to me like she was from the 80s. I had told Robert that she reminded me of Elaine, I think her name is, in Seinfeld? 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 I don't know how to pronounce it. I haven't watched the show. She reminded me of that lady of that time period of that dress with the dark hair and I... 
I just, I felt so awful. I felt so awful and I wasn't sure if I could even do it. And mediumship is just like not always this easy, fun, beautiful thing. It's a lot of times really awful. And I know as the series progressed, I got a lot better, you know, especially after that happened at first. And then we didn't get to go to the location. So I was never confirmed or validated on anything I felt there until just recently. And then with the jail was fun and then the hospital was so cool and then post down was awful and I just had this roller coaster of events and I feel like when you watch the series all together you can really see it and that's what I wanted to portray that's what I want to give the paranormal world and that's what I feel like my value is in this community is being able to show the ups the downs and to really document if there's certain locations that when I'm feeling up am I getting way more information am I starting to get even more and more accurate with what I feel it's like or is it when I'm down and what is all these things and yeah that's that's what I wanted and this potential television show was not going to give that to us but I also want to talk about really quickly other paranormal industry things so I was offered sort of psychic gigs I guess you could say to where I could go give readings to people and if you've been following the podcast I do give tarot readings but I don't do mediumship readings anymore I stopped doing mediumship readings for people um, specifically. I still do them in private cases and of course homes and personal cases that are heavy and need that. But for people who are just really wanting to speak to someone specific, I stopped doing mediumship readings for that because it became highly uncomfortable. And again, I'm not somebody who likes to lie. If that person didn't come through, I'm going to be like, Oh, well, uh, they didn't come through. You know, I'm not somebody to sit there and be like, oh, yes, they're here and they love you and all of this. You know, if I get it, I get it. Great. If I don't, I'm not going to lie to you. And there was a lot of pressure in these private scenarios and a lot of information that came through that wasn't pretty. And I explained this to producers. I explained this to people who wanted to represent me. And they're like, so just tell the people what you want to hear. And this gig that they wanted me to do, and this is separate from the TV show. This is not the same people, um, a whole different entity. They don't even know of each other that I know of, um, wanted me to go give readings to people. And I was told directly to just tell the people what they wanted to hear, make them feel good about themselves and move on. And... I <laughs> I was like, uh, do you do you know who I am? Like, do you know who I am? I don't do this. Like, I would never, ever, ever tell somebody something ever that was a lie that I didn't wholeheartedly prove believe to be true. And I highly work on validation. If I cannot validate to you that I'm absolutely communicating with said person, then I don't consider that a good reading in my personal book and of course you can feel however you want to but for me when I give a mediumship reading even in these seasons my main thing I try to get is names dates looks of a person feelings and try to nail down as many facts as I can because for me 
that is what makes me know that I'm not bullshitting and that is some verifiable information that I can go back through or ask Robert who has done the research and be like hey does this make sense does the 80s make sense yes the 80s make sense or even with the most recent episode of the plane I was getting Chris or Christina and her name was Crescentia or Senta and it's like those are so similar but I'm I'm not going to lie and say I got her name or we're not going to shoot again and be like, okay, now Birdie, pretend you got Crescentia. I didn't. I got Christina. That was the name that I felt like the pilot was saying and what he was saying about this person. And that's what it was. And that's, (laughs) I don't care if that's not perfect. That's the reality of what happened. So I, I can't believe I was told to just like, completely bullshit someone and this also is so frustrating because these are real people right the paranormal is hard because we are talking about the real history of very real people everybody we talk about in season one existed everybody we're going to talk about in season two has existed they were as real as you and I and it is such a disservice to lie about someone and create a history that is not true and there has been things that I have gotten from these spirits that I cannot verify that I am not going to put out into the world because I would then be changing their personal history and if I can't validate it but I receive information on it who am I to say that what I know is the truth and what is documented about this person isn't so I don't want somebody you know 50 years I hope I'm alive in 50 years. Wait, um, <laughs> I don't want somebody hundreds of years from now channeling my spirit and making up all this bullshit about me. And that, that, that that's just not fair because then that rewrites that person's history. Okay, so we have to do service to the people who lived and especially with private readings. This is one of the really big issues is so many people will see a medium when they're grieving and that is just not the time to see a medium. And I have turned away people. I, I am notorious for turning away people who wanted mediumship readings when I was giving them. Honestly, I, I just, I think I turned away more people and was like, please grieve, go seek help with a counselor, go here, go there, go here before a reading. Like a reading I felt like was the last step that you would take. And yeah, no, I, I just, I, I was told, you know, you're going to make really good money doing this. And I will tell you, the money I was offered to do this was absolutely insane. It was more than I currently make in a month. Okay. For one, I think it was a few hours. Yeah. Insane. Should I have taken it? Maybe if I wanted money, but I, I just, my mediumship is more important to me and my integrity is more important to me than anything I could be offered to just go and tarnish the reputation of mediums everywhere and tarnish my own reputation. Like, I I just, I think I was naive and I, I, I was naive. I think I'm still naive to the fact where I want to believe in the industry and I want to believe that one day Robert and I could take this platform even bigger and share on a major network and really document this and and be able to change how the paranormal is viewed and to be able to talk about things like egregores and tulpas and fairies and imps and 
be able to do that on a mainstream level without people being like, ooh, that's a little too weird. Or, um, no, let's rewrap this to make it seem like it was a grandmother. Or, you know what, let's point the finger at witches or demons or, you know, indigenous people or anybody else who's a not white presenting. And it's just so absolutely frustrating that the industry is shaped this way in 2023 and that even now I just I think growing up I imagined that people would grow more and more accepting over time and when I seen paranormal television as a child I was so excited to see what great things would evolve from to be able to speak about occult topics and esoteric topics on such a an open large scale level and we are still stuck in the same routine where they want the shocked faces and they want to say it's a demon and they want to say it's evil and bad and they want to burn history and rewrite it to fit a fake narrative and that's something that Robert and I will never ever be a part of and I ask you all if you really want to support us please if you could leave a review on this podcast go we have an IMDB page go leave an IMDB review just anything to help us spread the word and grow the indie series because at this point I am really excited to be able to take our own narrative in our own hands again And I truly hope we can continue to help improve the field of the paranormal and bring real experiences and bring new experiments. And I am so excited to be able to do the Bones experiment to where it is a three-party triangle of information to where somebody is completely soundless. Somebody has a rapid frequency radio scanner and someone's asking questions in between three parties. You can have communication between all three that is making sense that shouldn't be possible. And I cannot wait to continue that three-party system to where we are giving everybody an opportunity. And I think what's even more fascinating that I didn't expect is that the two people who are unable to hear are not even just responding to the questioner, but they're actually responding and having conversations with each other. And I I am so excited about this. I could not believe the footage watching back of the plane of how Robert and I got into a conversation for a bit or how we kept validating each other or how Dakota was adding to it with the spirit box it is so incredible and if we went mainstream I was told that I would have to wash, rinse, and repeat every single same episode to where it would be the same premise every time. Every time I would be walking in with my blindfold, you know, and this would just be, this happens, this happens, this happens. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. That was shocking. We didn't expect her to get that. Okay. This happens, this happens. Oh, it's all happy in the end. Yay. And like that's just not real life. That's not real life. And that's not what I want to be a part of. And I love using my blindfold. I think it's such a fun tool, but it's something that I don't want to use forever. And it's something that I think has its place. And the place in it for season one was to 
prevent me from seeing where I was to see if that affected my psychic information and to stop me from seeing information on the walls because some of these places are museums and I didn't want to be influenced. So I think it was a really fun experiment that I ended up really enjoying in season one. And will it come back? Perhaps one day, but I never worked with it before. That was my first time. Like on private cases, I don't walk into people's houses and pop on a blindfold <laughs> and go. But in private cases, I never had the chance to experiment. So season one for me was all about breaking my own personal routine and experimenting. And you can even see in this plain episode before I did readings previously to the season, I had always taken a bath and I genuinely had a day of rest, uh, psychic rest the day before where I didn't consume media. I didn't watch anything. I didn't influence myself until the reading in which then I gave the reading, but then I knew I didn't have anything active on my mind. But fast forward to this plane reading, we were up until like 11 at night hanging out playing video games, Robert, Dakota, and I, and that night I had psychic information and that morning we had, you know, grabbed breakfast and had been talking about anything else random and then I just got into it and there was no music to open up. There was no ritual. There was no huge day of rest before. And that's what I feel like this series is all about is documenting that change and documenting stepping you know further into a comfort zone and maybe that all these rituals that I used to have for myself of like oh gosh if I don't do this this and this I'm not going to connect that it's all not necessary that I can connect if I want to whoop, whoop. so <laughs> I I really thank all of you guys for being here and for listening and I have wanted to talk about our offer for our own show so badly and I have wanted to rant about it so many times um but yes, we are cool enough to be offered our own show. And yes, we also have enough integrity to where we can say no and walk away. And that goes for other events that we have said no and walked away. And I'm talking about walking away from some serious cash that I could desperately use. And I just want you all to know this is purely about having integrity and doing this field a service, not a disservice. And I know we can change this field if all of these indie creators can gather together and we can say, you know what? No, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I don't care how much money you offer me. I'm not going to do that. And we can change it. We can change paranormal television. We can change param the paranormal indie space. We can change paranormal events and we can really weed out the bad eggs and help lift voices that deserve to be heard. So I truly hope and I'm excited to see the indie community grow. And we are indie, baby. Woo! <laughs> I'm really excited. We are out of contracts. We are free. Yes! Expect a lot more video content to come because now we are allowed to post that again. So I'm really excited to get back into filming season two. I can't wait. I have no idea where we're going, but I am so excited wherever it may be. And thank you all for being here. Thank you all for your patience during this past year. And I am so excited to see where the future of Spirit Diaries goes. So thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching too. And I will see you all next time. Thank you for listening to the Spirit Diaries. <laughs>